Hey, everybody. It's episode 387 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, January, tw- January 12th, 2022. For some reason, I almost said January 22nd. I mean... I know. We want to get through this month as fast as we can. Yeah. yeah <laughs> faster we're through this month, faster we're hopefully potentially through Omicron. So I get it. Yeah. Um, but I am Chris. With me is Druin. Hello. And Walnut. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. It's, a, it's another week. It's another Wednesday. How are you guys doing? Oh, okay. Still don't have COVID. Knock on wood. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Uh, you always have to preface that with the yet, or you're yeah. going to get it. <laughs> yeah, true. I actually, there is apparently, well, not apparently, there's uh, scheduled a going away party for a cousin of my next Saturday that, like, I'm, I apparently it's, like, mandatory bit for my family. Probably going to say no. <laughs> I don't want to go. Like, how can a, you have a mandatory party? I, I mean, it's my mom. She's weird. But uh, this the, the family member who we're having this going away party for, I have zero relationship with. And I just don't. I, I, I will say it out on air. I don't care. And he's also Republican. And I don't want to go to a goodbye party with him and potentially his friends, who are all also Republican, yeah. during a pandemic like this. Yeah, don't, don't go. Yeah. Like, like, it's... But, like... If I turn around to do that, I know I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of the family uh, uh, politics of my family. But there's another thing happening at the beginning of February that I already said that I'm going. I'm definitely going, but I have a relationship with that person and, and the people that that thing is with. And that's more, in my opinion, is more important. And it's those people are actually good people and not shitty people. <laughs> so, like, I feel more comfortable being around them than these people. But who knows? It's it's valid. It's all valid. Yeah. And and now you're on you're on record saying how much you hate your family. So yeah, no, hundred percent. There's a lot of my family <laughs> I really don't like. I'm not. I won't. I won't even sugarcoat it anymore. No, I'm I right there with you. Sugarcoat it. it. Yep. Same. Like yeah. My thing I've come to realize over the last few years is family are just people. It, if yeah. they're shitty, they're shitty. Cut them yeah. out of your life. Just like they have no right to be in your life if they're shitty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I guess you guys want to, uh, oh, actually, before we get started, you guys will appreciate this. Um, so I mentioned last week, like, I have a, a, new, a new work client that I'm at every Wednesday. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the, the, the entire IT, like, department there are just, like, giant nerds. Nice. Um, like, the one guy is super into, uh, Magic the Gathering. Um, one guy is super into board games, and then, um, the board game guy and one of the other guys are both into D&D. So, like, they're all just, like, real, like, table, tabletop nerds. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it was just funny because, like, when, when I first – well, not when I first got there, but um, I'd been there for a few minutes, and the one guy came in, and we ended up spending, like, 15 minutes just, like, talking about board games. Nice. Because um, he hadn't gotten to go to PAX. Um, he actually – he was sick leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just kind of, like, talking about, like, some of this – like, we, we talked about uh, Jurassic World a little bit and stuff nice. like that. Nice. Yeah. Reminder, Jurassic World, there's a video on YouTube about it. You should go check it out. Yeah. YouTube.com slash OneQuest video. Come on, man. If you're going to plug the YouTube, you got you to gotta plug it all the way. Look, if they're here, they know our socials. Plus, you're going to plug no. it away later on. I you mean, know, that you are, part's true, but... Yeah, you're assuming a lot. You're also assuming that people make it through the whole episode. Well, let's get through the episode so they do make it through the whole episode. Fine. What What's on the agenda, Richard? What do we think this is? The Pete Holmes show? 
Um, so on the agenda, we're going to talk a little bit about the 534 hours it takes to walk from Warsaw to Madrid. We're then going to talk a little bit about Hollow Knight, because I kind of beat it. Um, then there's this amazing list, hear the sarcasm, about IGN's top 100 games of all time. Um, you are way more aggressively upset about this than I feel like me and Drew are. Bro, this list is so bad. It's really bad. Um, and then, uh, Cobb, you watched Free Guy, which I've been wanting to watch, so we'll get to talk about that a bit. Cool. And then maybe some other things if, if we have time. Yeah, well, we will see how the evening goes. That's weird. So, um, I just went to IGN, for, and for some reason, th- this hasn't happened in forever, but I just got, like, the, hey, you have an ad blocker c- turned on, can you turn it off? <laughs> um, and I don't remember having the ad blocker turned on for IGN because of those pop-ups. But, hey, whatever. Uh... Yeah, so we talked a little, like, I filled you guys in on this a little bit yesterday. Um, the Dying Light 2 Twitter, um, earlier, it was either earlier this week or late last week, they just posted this infographic that said 500 hours to complete the game, 534 hours to walk from Warsaw to Madrid. Yeah, it was posted uh, around noon on January 8th. Yeah, so that was all, that's all they put up. Um, and then they had to respond to a bunch of replies to that tweet with, like, no, no, that's not really it. Like, the the game's only, like, 20 hours. This is, like, how long it'll take to, like, literally fill in, like, every single piece of the map and do every side, qu- like, you know, like, t- t- to Skyrim it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got so bad that it got to the point where they, like, released a second infographic yesterday um, of what the game is actually going to take. So it's 20 hours for just the story, 80 hours for the story and the, the side quests. And then it's 500 hours to do literally everything. Like, visit every location, talk to everybody, do all the stuff. And I kind of put this on here because it there was a lot of, like, stuff on, like, social media about this after, after the fact. Of people kind of, like, talking about how, like, that is too much game. Like, 500 hours is too much game. Um, I was curious, like, what do you guys think is just too much? I, see, here's the thing. 500 hours in this aspect is not too much, because you don't have to do it all. In this aspect, in their original... So, like, all of this was around their original post, though, around them saying it is 500 hours to complete the game. Yeah, like, if it was legitimately 500 hours to beat the game, and it is a single-player or light multiplayer game and not an MMO like Final Fantasy or anything like that, this is legitimately 500 hours to roll credits, then fuck off. But... In in the aspect of what this is, it, where they're Skyrimming it and and even Fallouting it, they're Bethesdaing it. That's honestly, I don't think five hundred hours is 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 bad. Like with it to be twenty hours to complete the main story, a little over eighty hours to do all the side quests and shit. Like I I don't think this game is too much, but I do think yes, you're right that if it was five hundred hours to roll credits, that's too much. Well, here's a counterpoint to their 500 hours of total content not being too much. What if instead of all the work they were putting into the roughly 480 hours of bullshit no one's going to see, they made 20 fucking amazing hours? Which is essentially what Dying Light 1 is. Dying Light 1 is not an 80-hour game, and it's a very good like first-person zombie game. This game does not look like it's going to be good. Like, and that, that's just my opinion. Like, every time they've shown this game, 
it has looked less and less good. I've I've been more and more intrigued every time they've shown that. It's just it's looking more and more like a Bethesda game, and I realize like for you that's not a bad thing. For me, that's a huge yeah. deterrent. And, and that's the thing, like coming coming from the side of like just an, an average Joe gamer, like 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 you and Druton. Like yeah yeah this this might be over the top but for someone where I could potentially use this as for for Twitch and uh, on content creation like this is something that like oh 500 hours I can go through and beat the game and then just do other stuff and wander this world like I'm already spread so thin when it comes to the Twitch games that I play but it pushes me to like oh this is something that I can maybe play more often or maybe change my schedule up with and just I'm, play that a lot I'm going to be honest as a person I think the and I th- there are definitely niches for this. I think watching somebody play 500 hours of this, if they are not like one of like the really big personalities, would be an awful time. And I hope you don't do that to yourself. I I mean, people will go to Twitch to watch anything. I know, but like, I want to see you actually succeed, and I don't think you'll succeed doing stuff like this game. I mean, I get I. I you don't know. You never know. It depends on how big this game gets and how good this game is. If this game is a good game and and does continue to get to be really big and all this added extra side content is worthwhile, like then With, like yeah. like if like Eric platinumed Skyrim, he platinumed Skyrim because he is out of his goddamn mind. Hold on, <laughs> he still has half the map to uncover. You do not need. To do everything in Skyrim to platinum it. Yeah. And if that's how this game is, where, like, the 80 hours is getting the platinum or getting the, 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 all the achievements, and the other 420 hours is just everything else that's in there, which could be additional quests and things of that nature. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem too off the wall, and there are people that would want to see this stuff that they may never see in a game. I would watch a Skyrim or a Fallout uh, stream to see things I've never seen before. But I think that's it's- the difference. Like, if you're watching somebody that's, like, an expert at the game and is doing that stuff, it's different than you playing it for the first time and just trying to find stuff. Like, And to be mm-hmm. fair, like, I think, I think for what it's worth, while I dislike Bethesda games, I think Bethesda games have a certain charm to them that people enjoy. I a thousand percent don't think this is going to be a good game. I think the first one was fantastic. Um, this game has been just in absolute development hell for the last eight years, seven years, something like that. Um, I think it came. When did Dragon Age Inquisition come out? Was that 2015? Uh, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah, it, to say, it, was, okay. it was early 2015. This came out in like January of 2015. So this was like in like Dying Light 1. Um, and it was a good game. It was janky, but it was very self-contained. Um, this is no longer self-contained. It's a completely different game. It has been delayed. The, the one time it was delayed, it was just delayed, like indefinitely. They had no idea if or when it was going to come out. Um, this game is going to come out as a total fucking train wreck, and it's not going to be good. And that sucks, because the first one was really good. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I have high hopes for it. And like, and are you going to buy it in February when it comes out? Uh, probably not just because Arceus is coming out, uh, in, in a few weeks. Which, like, to be fair, like, that, that kind of makes it, I would rather see you, like, from streaming, stream something, like, charming and older 
then you start streaming a game like this in April when it's been out for like three months and sort of like the fervor has died down. Like, I'd rather see you go back and like find something from like two years ago that like maybe didn't get a lot of attention then, but like it's kind of far enough removed now that it like people might have an interest in it again. So according to Time to Beat, the average completionist time for Skyrim is 232 hours for Skyrim. That is way less than I thought. Like, I thought, like, it was, like I thought it was closer to the 500. Like, no. I, uh, and that he, sounds like 230 to 250 sounds pretty accurate for Skyrim. I, I also have another question for Dying Light 2. Because of the way we've learned and seen how the game is going to be played, how many playthroughs do you have to have to get this? Because it's 500 hours needed to max out the game with all main and side quest choices and endings, checking every place on the map, every dialogue, and finding every collectible. Yeah. Which, like, we, if we understand, knowing how the game is going to play out, where the choices you make may kill off some characters, may alter the world, may cause different dialogue choices. How many playthroughs? Because if that's if that's what they're doing is combining all of that and say it's five playthroughs of a hundred hours each, like you're going a little over the top here. Now you got to relax. Like, no yeah, one's going to play this game that much. And like it, it was, it was a bad marketing decision to even promote it the way they did with five hundred hours. Because I don't think we live in a in a time where people want five hundred hour games. I you I I would disagree. Um, no, I, you're you're definitely in the minority if you're going to disagree with that. Fucking I, I, no. nobody wants 500 hour single player games. Not nobody, nobody in our age bracket wants 500 hour single player. Games. Nobody wants. 500. I, <laughs> I have no, I have no connection with the the teens and and such that are playing. Yeah, they're playing the Fortnites and bullshit. But like, there probably are players who think who think Skyrim is still the greatest fucking game in the world and wouldn't mind playing something that's oh, going mean, to be this long. Absolutely. There and, and are like there are definitely groups of people that would be into this. But I mean like the wider like demographic like of just people that play games. People that want to play games for 500 hours are generally playing like multiplayer games like you said like Final Fantasy 14 or Fortnite or like anything like that. They're not yeah. They're not looking to play a open world single player RPG for 500 hours, nine times out of 10. And like, that's going off of just a lot of people on Facebook and Twitter and Reddit, like in different, like kind of like ecospheres. Like I'm not just talking about like the, like the people responding to like one tweet from the dying light account. Like this is like people talking all over the place. And it it's not just from dying light. Like this is having seen people talk about like other games that have like skewed longer. And it's like, why can't this game be like, 20 hours of like really solid gameplay rather than a hundred hours of pretty mediocre gameplay like also quality over quantity yes this is this this will have a co-op mode a four-player co-op so i mean yeah it's not an mmo it's not a battle royale but it's you can play with friends have they gone into any real detail on that like is it actually like co-op co-op or is it like um far cry co-op where if we play co-op I get to progress, but you're just kind of there to tag along and have to do it all on your own if you want to progress. I mean, it's it says one uh, uh one player hosts and the other three enter the player's game, which is based. Uh, if you Google "is Dying Light 2 multiplayer," that's the first uh, link you get from PC Games and dot com. Uh, so I mean, I don't really know. 
so it's judging by that, I would be wary that it is in the Far Cry realm of that because that's what a lot of story based games do with that yeah. sort of thing. It's like absolutely you can play with another person in the story, but you're not getting any progress if you also want to play this game like for the story. You're gonna have to go back and redo these missions on your own. Yeah, yeah. Or like it says, it says, um, see how their worlds have, how their choices have affected their world. But like there, there are, and I'm not saying there's gonna be people that sit there and play 500 hours of this game together. But like, there's a chance these people are sticking together and playing the game and e- agreeing on the choices when the choices are being made by the host. You never know. It's but, look, like, it's entirely I, possible. But that's that's I, also a another one of those fringe cases. I feel. Yeah, I, I but and that's the thing. Like there, I I don't think it was a bad marketing decision to say that there was fi- five hundred hours of total completion because their their idea was to show that this game has a lot of fucking content. It's also like they 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 marketed it wrong because this is based over multiple playthroughs. It definitely is based on your choices. Different dialogue option options are going to be coming up. So you need to, every time you do a playthrough, you need to mark down your dialogue options you made. And so then there's a branches of different options and opportunities that you can have that, like, I, I feel like 500 hours is a gross overestimate of what the actual possible gameplay uh, or completion per, uh, hour, completion time frame is. This is just, there's, I, I feel like it's going to be next to impossible to calculate that without a very good mathematician. So just to throw it out there, the um the original Dying Light completionist, fifty five hours. Like that's it. Like and that's that's I feel like fifty five hours is skewing to the longer side for what it, and Dying Light Two, whether you can play co op or not, is still it's a single player story driven game. Like that's kind of like what they're going for. They're just letting other people join your game. Um and like this coming from like. I enjoy long games sometimes. Like I like like your your JRPGs, like your personas and stuff like that. But for like a game like this, it 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 would be a better game if it was just a solid like thirty hours like full stop. I can't I can't agree with that. And 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 I can't say that you can out outright say that, especially right now when we haven't even gotten any reviews or really oh, we know what the game looks like and we know what they've told us it's going to be like but we don't know anything about the game because it has not released yet. So you can't say that it would be a great, it would be a better game if it were only 30 hours long. You can't so say that. That's, if, uh, that is fair. I mean, like, like it, it's entirely my opinion, but with how much trouble they've had developing this game, if they would have just said, okay, here is our, here is our game. It is this 30 hour loop. Like he, here's what we're doing in 30 hours. This game would have come out two years ago when it was originally supposed to come out, but they, they have, from what we have seen of the game at different, like, events, they've kind of redone this game, like, three different times because it keeps not working the way they want them to. Like, no, I mean, the, every... the original game they showed us is not the game that, that was most recently shown off. I don't think so. Every time they've marketed this and shown this off, it's always been this progressive story where your choices affect the world and everything changes as you make your choices and and such like i don't yeah, think they, they've really... they have ch- they have changed the scope and the the idea on it a few times i mean I'll, I'll again i i i'll have to take your word for that i don't really know i haven't done a lot of research on this I, like this game was a game that i've been intrigued in but i have not been like i need to get it it's not a 
100% I have to get game. If it's on Game Pass when, while I still have it, then I'll probably play it on Games Pass or something. Or if it's really cheap, if it goes on sale on Steam at some point, I'll probably get it. But I'm yeah. just... You are also like, like the odd man out because you do not follow like the gaming industry in any real way outside of like this, which makes your opinion like different because you're not like... You don't see what people are saying online or on podcasts and other like media outlets. Like you're going on it like completely off of like what you have seen and like I'm, your feel on it. I'm I'm going off of what I want and what I want. Like it's hearing the fact that there is a game that could potentially have 500 hours of content. I know I will never do the 500 hours of content, but going into this game and being like, you know, every time I go into it can be different. I, 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 I'm interested in that, and I kind of want something like that. I've been planning, I, I did a, a sort of playthrough, I didn't get anywhere into the story, of Fallout 4 back, um, a few months ago on Twitch. And I've been thinking of going back to that now that I have it on PC, and downloading the Quick Start mod, where you can just start anywhere on the map. And that's what I want. Start anywhere, and there's a bunch of shit you can, and start doing it. Like, that's, like, obviously this game probably isn't gonna have a, start from the bottom and you start anywhere you're just random joe schmo and then you go from there there's i'm sure there's a progressive story where you start at a specific point but like the the thought of having a game that like is open to me and i can do whatever the fuck i want and start at point a or point z and go from there like it, it like that that intrigues me and so the the possibilities of this something like that being possible in dying light 2 it's just like that's games with longevity, games that I can always play, and and like maybe I'll play it, have three or four playthroughs, and st and not do the same thing each time. And I've done that with like Skyrim, like and and that that I love that. Yeah, and I mean like it, it's just two different um like thoughts on on that stuff too. Like I thought Assassin's Creed Valhalla looked like it could have been cool. I'm never gonna play that game though. It is sixty hours minimum just to get through the story, and like. I don't want that. Like, I don't want a game where just getting, just slogging through the story of an, especially of an Assassin's Creed game is going to take that long. Like, I, I want a bite-sized Assassin's Creed game. I want to be in and out in like 20 hours. Like, and like, I, I was in, interested in Assassin's Creed, but the name Assassin's Creed has really been tarnished for, to where like it took away my interest. Well, they're not assassins anymore. Like those games exactly. haven't been. It's... Yeah, like and then in the latest one, you're a fucking Viking warlord or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's and, and so I'm just like it, I'm kind of out of it a little bit. Like I, I wouldn't mind trying it, but like again, it, that that goes along with the like how serious of a story is it? Because I'll probably if it is sixty hours to beat the main story, I'll probably never beat that fucking story because I'll probably play it for two three months and then stop. And then six months later, restart it and play it for two, three months again. Yeah, and, and see, never and, actually finish it. And like that's that's a, a big difference too. Like I I won't restart a game. Like I'll actually just pick up from wherever I left off and get back to it. Mm -hmm. Like I took a break on Judgment from like September till like the last couple of weeks, and I just went back into Judgment and like I'm in the last mission now. Like I'll I will finish it mm -hmm. up this weekend. But like yeah. there were months of not playing, and it's like nah, I'm just gonna. Gonna, gonna I refamiliarize myself with it and get back to it because I I want to see this game end. I don't want to just keep playing the same bits over and over. Regardless, I feel like marketing how much time is in a game is stupid. Like I, there are better ways to market the size of your game than that. And 
regardless of whether you're on Richie's side where you think like a 500 hour game sounds appealing or on mine where a 500 hour game seems like a fucking waste of time and money. Um, just putting out there in this case, them putting out there that it's a 500 hour hours to complete the game. Um, it, you're going to piss off somebody because it's not actually 500 hours to complete the game. It's 20 hours, 20 to 80 hours to complete the game, like with like air quotes. Mm-hmm. So people that buy that game expecting that it's going to be like 500 hours of like exploring and all different things. Whereas Richie pointed out, maybe it's, it's 80 hours of that, but it, you have to do that five times, six times, six seven times, times yeah. to get to 500 hours. Like yeah. that's totally different it's- than 200 hours to a hundred percent everything in Skyrim. Yeah, and and the the problem with how they're marketing this is, yes, it's six or seven times, but the way this game is built, depending on your choices, you might be on branch four, but be close to branch two based on what you've been making decisions on, and accidentally go to branch two from the decisions you've just made, and then be stuck in getting ending two that you already got. Then you got to go all the way back and redo it again. Yeah, you because know what this, game. This game doesn't seem very linear, straightforward. Like, it can go back and forth and switch around from what it seems like to me, from what they've shared. Yeah, you know what game did a really good job of um, alternate endings? Fucking Near Automata. That game had 26 endings, and it took, like, 40 hours to get them all. <laughs> and it was yeah. great, because that game had nothing to do with, um, like, you didn't have to remember, like, your social choices or anything like that. You just had to keep playing the game. You play the game, you'll get an ending, you start over, you'll play the game, something will change, you'll get a different ending. And, like, mm-hmm. every playthrough, slightly different, without you having to remember or do anything specific. Yeah. That's how you do multiple endings, people. But, I digress. Rich, um, yes. you you air-quoted finished uh, Hollow Knight, right? Like, you got talk one about, of the endings or something like that? Talk about multiple endings. Um, this game does, uh, honestly, in my opinion, kind of does multiple endings bad. Um... So, yeah, I, I played it on Monday, and I defeated the Hollow Knight once for the first time. Um, and that gives me an ending for the game. Uh, but you get to save before you go fight the Hollow Knight, and it gives you your completion percentage. I'm at, like, 93. At this point, I believe I'm at, like, 95, 96 completion percentage. Um, but I still, no matter how many times, even if I got to 100 or 112, yes, there's 112 percentage points that you can get for Hollow Knight. Um... Even if I got to 100 or 112, every time I kill the Hollow Knight right now, based on where I'm at, probably still going to get the same ending. Because to get the different endings, you actually have to complete different portions that aren't, uh, um, that aren't, that are optional. And like, they don't really explain that very well. And they don't really tell you how to do this stuff. Cause it's, it's very much a Souls-like game. And so, like, you have to learn and pick up the story through the environments and through the items you pick up and such. Um, but I was, I was actually excited that I was able to make it through one of the endings. And after doing that, it took me about an hour and a half into my stream. I usually stream for, like, three hours. After that, I decided, you know what? Let's Google and figure out how to get the, what's supposed to be one of the legitimate endings. And so I did that, um... And it's after a certain point, all of the endings can be considered legitimate, uh, I think. I don't really know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But um, it, it, I have to go into what's called the White Palace, which uh, you guys like Mario Maker, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mario Maker shit in this place, um, where it's very platformy, and you have to like have your 
dashes and jumps and, and things like that timed perfectly so that you can make it through to the next screen and, and, and do all that stuff. So, and like you, you only, I mean, you only have so much health and so many times that you can heal yourself because you're not killing any enemies. So you have only so many retries before you get sent back to the bench and then you have to go and do the whole area all over again. And it's very, very, uh, like, like, Mario Maker E to me. I think you guys would actually really enjoy the White the White Palace. Um, I, I think you guys, especially Drew, and I think you would absolutely love Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight's been on my list to play. I just never get around to it. Dude, get around to it. It's it's such a good game. It's a it can be a little difficult at times, um, and it's got that Soulsborne uh, style of if you die, you have to go back and get your body or whatever. So that you can get all your money and and whatnot, but it's it just the music's great, the art is fucking fantastic. I love the art for this game, and and it's just like this end sequence that I have to do. Uh, so basically, what happens is I have to go and I defeated all of the main bo- all of the bosses on the outworld map. Now I'm going into the dream world to go into the White Palace to find the the Pale King and get another piece of a charm. And that's going to be connected. And then I have to go to another area of the map called the Void. Go down there, and that charm is going to be turned into the Dark uh, vo- the, the, the Void charm or something like that. And then I have to go fight the, the Hollow Knight again. And this time use a different ability on him when it gives me the chance to. To then go fight the Pure Radiance. Which is like the true boss of the main game before the DLC. And that's going to be like a super platformy hard portion as well. And it's just like, it's... I would never have known to do any of this if I didn't Google it. That's that's rough. Because the the thing is, uh, in order to get this charm, the, the 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 white essence charm or whatever, the soul charm, you need to go to two spots and put it together. It's broken up into two pieces. I would not have known that in order to get the second piece, I needed to get over eighteen hundred soul essences. To then be able to enter the White Palace. I never would have known that. Eventually I would have just figured it out by like, I have nothing else to do. How do I get into here? And then go kill all... Basically I would have eventually gone and killed the last of the bosses that I haven't... That, like the dream bosses. And then gone to that spot when I had enough to get to that point. But it's just like, yeah, it, it doesn't fully tell you like, hey, you need to go here. And at one point there is dialogue with, um, what is her name? I can't remember her name. Hornet. Which is the the uh, the main protagonist of Silk Song? There is a portion where she tells you like you have to go get this crest in order, and I'll help you fight the Hollow Knight. But like I don't, I, don't, I didn't. That honestly happened so long ago because this game is it is uh, for this playthrough twenty five hours. My first playthrough it took me forty hours to get to this point. This playthrough it's taken me about twenty five. Um, so like it is it it is a long time since I last did that. And that's an area that you could get to pretty early on before fighting a bunch of the other bosses. That it's very reasonable that over the past ten hours, you forget that little piece of dialogue that you didn't even know about. Or you didn't even think about. And then you have to figure out, well, how do I get this crest if she's telling me to get it? Yeah, it, Like, it's just... It, it's such a great game. Um, like, story-wise, I had to watch a few videos today to fully understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 a Soulsborne type 
thing. Like that's that's what Soulsborne games are like. It's you don't fully understand what's going on. You get it through items, or you just read or watch a lore thing about it. But I just I think you guys should definitely go check out my Twitch from Monday. And um, about an hour and a half in, maybe close to two hours in, is when I get to the White Palace. You can just fast forward to that point and watch me watch me play through that, and you'll. It's it's not super hardcore Mario Maker, but it's very very much like you need to get your jumps and your dashes and your walking very on point. Otherwise, you have to restart back at the beginning of that sequence because it's um it's saw blades, and when you get hit with a saw blade, it doesn't knock you back. It kills you essentially and puts you back at the beginning of that sequence. So like you have to restart that whole portion. Uh, the one that I kept getting stopped at was, there's a hallway with saw blades going up and down. And they're going up and down at alt- at different uh, timings uh, and opposite of each other. So it's not like they all go up, they all go down. It's like one goes up, the other goes down. And then the next one, it's the one that's going down. Uh, like the Like, it's opposite each time so that you can't just go straight through. You can't dash all the way through. You have to go one by one by one. Is and this, so was this fight be or this area before or after you fought what appear to be two horn beetles with swords that like roll into balls and like jump around? After, after that point, like um, significantly after or just a little significantly after? after yeah, um, the horn beetles they roll into balls. That's that was maybe an hour into my stream. That was an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. It was uh, because if I remember correctly, it was I beat the game at around. Uh, eight thirty, nine o'clock ish. So maybe, so probably go a little bit over two hours. Then. Um, but the whole area is just cleared and whited out. Um, and it's 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 really hard to explain. But it's just if you hit one of these saw blades, it doesn't kill, it doesn't hurt you and knock you back. It the the screen fades to black and you go back to the beginning of that saw blade sequence. And so you have to make your way up a pathway with saw blades on the walls, and then walk across, drop down with saw blades on both sides of the walls and in the middle, and then there's a couple of platforms that you have to navigate around with without hitting these saw blades. And so at one point you have to jump and land right in the middle, and then you have to walk off and then dash, and then double jump, and then jump through some and up onto a platform, and then jump up and dash to land on another platform, and then dash off and double jump into the air to land on the last platform. And it's just like all these different sequences. And then as you're riding up, the saw blades go left and right, and you have to make sure to jump high enough to land on the platform, but not too high to where you hit saw blades. And yeah, and it's... So this was... And that section is after another, like, really big, like, horn beetle that has, like, two horns that look like, um, like devil horns and like a big like axe hammer thing um maybe is he all white no he is like a um oh come on where did it go he's like like a regular like gray color he has like a big like um it's almost like a flail like it's a big spiked ball on a um on a pole it's at uh i'm at two hours and 14 minutes into your video and he's wrecking you and then after that at around two like 235 ish um I see this area with like saw blades and stuff you're talking about. Actually, 248. You're definitely like bouncing around saw blades. You're 245. You said at one point. Uh, yeah, 248 exactly has like all the saw blade stuff that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So it starts. 
The saw blade area starts at uh two thirty, two thirty four to uh to the end of the stream. Which I'm just gonna throw this out. Like, man, your your sense of time while playing this was all off, wasn't it? Look, I so I I beat the boss by nine o'clock. I thought I beat it soon. No, I actually let's see. I'm going back. Um, like this stream doesn't show like. The end of your stream is not you fighting a boss. It's like you stop after the salt. Yeah, no, things. no, no. I beat the final boss, the Hollow Knight, uh, around an hour and thirty-eight. Okay, so that the big thing I was talking about with the big thing on a stick is the Hollow Knight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I beat the game around an hour. Like I think at an hour thirty-eight is my last is my winning fight with the Hollow Knight. Two thirty. And then uh, no, at an hour thirty-eight. And then there's an hour of me unlocking the ability to get down into the white castle into the white palace which the white palace stuff starts at 238 okay so what i was looking at was not the hollow knight i just found okay i there is another thing that look that also has like the same like horn structure that you fight at like 230 oh is that is that the big oh that's the big guy yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. no that's not the hollow knight that's that's uh the false knight that fight was a pain in the ass um, yeah, that, that was fun. This is a hundred percent not a game I will ever play. It looks very, look, it looks very pretty. Um, I don't like roguelikes or Soulsborns. It's not a roguelike. It's a Metroidvania. But, but it's a Soulsborn. Like I mean, it's got it's got like that like it's got that mechanicy like like the the boss fights are very hard and you have to like run back to your shit from what you were saying. I mean, sometimes some of the bosses, uh, the the bench is pretty close to the final boss or to the boss. So you don't have to run that far, but it is, it's honestly, I would, I would put it more towards, and you're, you're probably watching my fight with the fail champion, which I just did terribly. I, I did that so many times and he was just brutal. Um, but I, I, it's, it's a Metroidvania and it's not a roguelike. And it's just, yes, it does have that Soulsborne style, but like, most Metroidvanias, like, at least in this one, death isn't, you die, death is, alright, you go back to just a point, and you go to where you're going anyway. So, to be fair, the, like, I don't necessarily like Metroidvanias, I like Metro. Um, the uh, other Metroidvanias I have played, I have ended up not enjoying. What but like Metroidvanias have you played? Um, I play, uh, fuck, um, Axiom Verge was one that was really popular, people did not like it, um, did not like it at all, um, and I'm drawing a complete blank on others at the moment, but yeah, I don't know. This, it, I just something about this, like it, I don't think I would enjoy it. It looks cool, like like the like you're right, like the, the art style and all, very pretty game, very pretty game. Um, just not something I am all that interested in. I'd rather watch. No. I would rather watch something like this at GDQ, which is going on right now. Forgot to mention that games done quick is happening. Go go watch yeah. speedruns. Yeah, it is. Um. I mean, there's, there, I don't know, there probably are speedruns. One of the, uh, achievements for this game is to get 100% completion in 20 hours. And it took me 25 to get 93% completion. So, it's not too, too bad, but that's still, that's rough. Um, and it's unlike Metroid, where, like Dread, where if you die, it doesn't count the time you played before your death, because every time you die, you have to go back to where you died at. So your death is a part of your timing. And uh, when you beat the game, you actually unlock steel mode, which um, is permadeath. So if you die, 
you're dead. If you're 20 hours into the game or 10 minutes into the game, if you die, you're dead. And that's mean. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound like a good time. No, not at all. Not at all. I don't think I'll ever try that one out because I am not, um, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if it'll, it probably, it might wipe your save. I don't know if it'll wipe your save or not, but if it, if it doesn't wipe your save, then that won't be too bad because it would just be you having to reload the game in and go back to fight the boss. But if it wipes your save, then that's, that's, that's rough. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. That's, yeah. that's definitely not great. Uh, Drew, did you see that on, um, Saturday evening, there's going to be a link to the past, um, no glitch run or a no exploration glitch run? No. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 520, uh, 58 minutes, all bosses. Cool. Yeah. Um, also be- get beating every boss in that game in 58 minutes. <laughs> like, and so I don't know what the what the exact stipulation of no no exploration glitch. I don't know if that means they can use other glitches to get to bosses quickly. Um, uh, I don't know because there are glitches that help that like literally just you pass through walls and get into boss rooms. So, but like I don't I don't know what they're like out of bounds for glitches. It consists of they they usually talk about that like at this top of the uh, the run of like hey here's what we're going to do here's what this means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know what, Rich? Um, back to Metroidvanias. The only Metroidvania other than Metroid that I've ever really enjoyed was Ori and the Blind Forest. But that one, that's a very different, like, Metroidvania, too. Cause, like, it's very, it's very light on the combat, um, compared to most of them. Like, combat is not, you, you're more avoiding combat than seeking it out the way you are in a lot of Metroidvanias. And I guess, like, Metroid, like, Metroid games, you're not necessarily seeking out the combat, but, like, it's just less of an important part of it. Like, Ori games are very much more about the um the exploration and the movement through the game. Yeah, which that's that is on my list of eventual games to play uh, for Metroidvania Month. Oh, is that the one that you're going to go with? No, 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 no. Uh, right now, my Twitter poll. Uh, go to at b underscore one on Twitter and vote on my poll to see what other games you want to watch me play on Metroidvania Monday. Uh, right now, it's still pushing for me to continue with uh, Hollow Knight. I've I'll check right now while we're talking about it to see if it's updated at all. I have to scroll through all my tweets. You should pin the t- the poll to the have that be your pin tweet. Yeah. I should. I should. Um, but right now it's at fifty percent votes for Hollow Knight. After we got twelve votes so far, fifty percent for Hollow Knight, thirty three percent for Ender Lilies, and only seventeen percent for Ori. So I'm just gonna um, start. I'm just gonna make a bunch of dummy accounts to just go on there and vote for Ori. I don't see dead cells on this list. That's because it's not. That's that's more roguelike than um than Metroidvania. Yeah, hey. I mean, it's more it's more Castlevania than Ori in the Blind Forest is. Ah, <laughs> eh, not really. I mean, like original Castlevania, sure, but not um not what the Metroidvania title actually like means. Oh no no, it's a lot more like that. <laughs> I don't like, know, like, I, I got much more of a roguelike, roguelite, even, from that than I did, like, Metroidvania. Like, yes, but, because when you die, you go back to the very beginning, and, actually, I guess really only the first couple areas have, like, true randomness to how the things are, but it's also a very set path, or more or less, to get from the beginning to the end. And, like, I only ever made it to, like, the second area, because I just drop off of those sorts of games very quickly. I mean, there's also a whip in it, so, you know. 
that's clearly Castlevania. Was there a cat? Was there a whip in Symphony of the Night? Pretty sure. Oh no, there are a lot of weapons in Symphony of the Night. That's true. I just for for whatever reason I never think of whips in that game. Like like earlier Castlevania, hundred percent. I mean, I'll I bet know. whip isn't the like ideal weapon in Symphony of the Night, but probably not. Probably not. There you go, Rich. Play Symphony of the Night. Yeah, that's actually I mean, also true. That that is that eventually. I I just got a ROM for it, so I think I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's also it's like a two dollar game on like every platform at this point. I got one for ActRaiser and Chrono Trigger, so I didn't get one for Symphony of the Night yet. Um, but no, they're just yeah, they're not. They're I I have been seeing a lot about Ender Lily's Quietus of the Night, uh, which came out last year, and it looks and it's great. such a bad name. Like it looks, it looks and sounds really cool. That is such a silly name. I mean, it probably has something to do with the game. Like, I don't. Know. I hope I, it I doesn't. I hope it is just a random fucking name. Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Night. Um, but like, I've I've been really interested in playing that. I've also been interested in playing Ori. Um, and there's just this other one that I s- talked with somebody while I was streaming called um, Unbound. Uh, let's see, it's Unbound something. Uh, which has not gotten any views yet. Unbound Worlds Apart, which looks really cool. It's, like, kind of a Metroidvania-style game, but it has, like, time travel aspects to it. So you control time around you, and as you are, like, about to hit spikes or, or about to hit something, you you open up or you turn off your uh, your time travel ability to be able to move throughout the, the uh, land. It's really cool concept. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so those those have been on my list a lot more than uh, Dead Cells. I'm not saying I won't ever play Dead Cells, but Metroidvania is a big category. I recently, what, what was it? I, I just added it to my wish list the other day because it's stupid and I had to. Uh, called Songbird Symphony. It's a Metroidvania game. Uh, let's see, musical Metroidvania with pixel art to die for. Guide orphan chick Burb. On a platform adventure, as he faces off against the denizens of the forest in rhythm action boss battles, claimed for its gorgeous animation, heartwarming storytelling, uh, as Burb strives to discover his true origins, and it's absolutely adorable Metroidvania type game where you play as a cute little bird. Check it out on Steam. It came out in 2019. Don't tell me what to do. I I told you what to do. Check it out. It's I'm telling Steam. you, don't tell me what to do. Well, I will. I will tell you what to do. You know, you know what? Uh, who, who shouldn't tell us about anything is IGN and their top 100 video games of all time. You are so angry about this list, bro. Are you telling me that Borderlands 2 should be at 100? Yeah, I don't why think not? Border. I don't think Borderlands 2 deserves to be even in top 500 video games of all time. But like alone... this, this is a subjective list that a person or a group of people okay. made based on their interests and. To be fair, um, like Borderlands Two did a lot for games when it came out in what two thousand ten or something like that. Doing a lot for games and being a good game are two different things, in my opinion. Like, but like th- they don't really have a. I don't think their this list talks about how they made these choices. I mean, the, here's literally a paragraph from the article. Games in our top 100 have to measure up to a few key metrics. How great a game, uh, how great a game was when it launched. Borderlands 2 was pretty fucking good. How fun it is still to play today. I haven't played Borderlands 2 in a little bit, but it's still Borderlands. It 
I don't feel like it I, aged poorly or anything. I, I, and I, it aged poorly, man. Fucking I played it, no. <laughs> I played it. I played it like two years ago, and I was over all of it—the comedy, the story, the, the gameplay. I was just over it all. Like I forced myself to go through it. Like it is. It 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 is. The writing, maybe. I mean, like I played the Tiny Tina DLC twelve fourteen months ago. That was fine. Like the writing, fine. fine. The the writing, yeah. Like the writing and comedy in that game, maybe not. The gameplay, one of the better shooters, period. Out there, like console shooters out there, period. Uh, and how much the game reflects the best in its class. Borderlands is probably the best co-op. I mean, like I don't even really know how many other co-op like loot grind shooters there are, but uh, let's see. Um... Destiny, Destiny 2. Borderlands is better than fucking Destiny. I hard, hard disagree, especially between Borderlands 2 and Destiny 2. Hard I mean, disagree. maybe Destiny 2. Destiny 1 sucked shit by comparison. With the Mechanically, Destiny 1, probably a little bit better game. Not that Borderlands is, like, bad mechanically. Borderlands 2 is a perfectly sound mechanical game. The story, when it came out, Borderlands 2, way better than anything in Destiny 1. Uh, you're, because you're Destiny 1's story does not exist. Yeah, and, and then you're going to sit here and put Rise of the Tomb Raider as top 100 games of all time. That was the best of that Tomb Raider trilogy, and it was better than all of the other Tomb Raider games. Fuck off, no. Rise of the Tomb Raider was not better than any of the original Tomb Raider games. No way. So if you read the first paragraph, it literally says that they are basing this off of, like... Whether the game is still fun to play today, those games are not fun to play anymore. Like yeah, those the, the old original Tomb Raider games, Tomb Raider games suck. PS1 through like PS2 Tomb Raider games are not good to play anymore. They they were very um impactful when they came out. They are garbage by today's standards. Rise of the Tomb Raider was the best of the new trilogy, though. It it improved on everything that the second one did and didn't fucking ruin it the way Shadow did. It's no, I, I look it's. All right, well, we'll go to number one, Breath of the Wild. Breath I of think, the Wild is the number one greatest game of all time. I think, based on their criteria, it, sure. Like I, I've said before, I think Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. It's a bad Zelda game. This is not the top 100 Zelda games. No, but this is the top 100 games. And if it's not even in top 100 Zelda games, how can it be the number one game of all time? Because it how is a can- fantastic game. It how is a can- near-perfect game. It is a bad Zelda game. How There's can Ocarina difference. of How can Ocarina of Time be a better game? Because honestly, I will say Ocarina of Time is a better game than Breath of the Wild. 100%. When was the last time you played Ocarina of Time? I have been quite a while. That game is not a good thing to play anymore. It, like Nintendo sixty four games do not play well anymore. And mm-hmm. linked link, a link to the past is number four on this list. I think like Breath of the Wild and Link to the Past being in the top ten. Like this is actually a. I don't like all of these games. This is a good top ten. Um, like, I think Red Dead Redemption is an overrated bullshit game. Definitely deserves to be in the top 10. Never played Halo 2, or Half-Life 2. Definitely deserves to be in the top 10. Um, and everything I've heard and seen of Disco Elysium, it is a quirky, fun, like, um, inventive, uh, computer RPG that also deserves recognition. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is, this is my problem with this list, is it says we're, if it, if it doesn't play well nowadays, and it's not good in the, like, a lot of these, a lot of these games are newer fucking games. 
A lot of them are new games. Number 71 is Donkey Kong. I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying a lot of them. <laughs> Number two is like, Mario World, which is over 30 years is like 30 years old. All right, let's look at the top 10. Top 10, we've got Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. We've got Portal 2. We've got Mass Effect 2. Hang on. We've got what RDR do you con- 2. What do you we've consider got Half-Life a, 2. Rich, what do you consider a newer game? Because both Portal 2 and um, uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Mass Effect 2 are over a decade old at this point. Okay, and but Half Life Two is like fifteen years old. That's why I just, I just want to get your metric. Like, what do you consider a newer game? If you're gonna sit here and not give any justice to the games that are N64 games that deserve to be on here, and again, I don't know if Ocarina of Time is in here. It is. It's like thirty-four. Ocarina, uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is thirty-four. Jordan, you go on record. You've never played Breath of the Wild, but you will go on record and say that. A Link to the Past is the best Legend of Zelda game of all time. 100%. I bet, I bet if we were to go out and look at all the reviews for all of these, Breath of the Wild would not be the number one rated game of all three of these games. How can you put that at number one? I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that premise, because if I'm going to pick of the, the games they have in their top five, like, I would put Breath of the Wild fifth, probably. Oh, uh, I mean, I haven't played it. I might put it ahead of Portal 2. I feel like P- Portal 2 is maybe getting a little overrated in this list. But, like, I would put Link to the Past and Mario World ahead of Breath of the Wild, personally, for sure. But, like, I'm not going to say that someone couldn't call Breath of the Wild right now uh, as a game that you would give to someone to show... Of how amazing video games are, I you could easily make the argument Breath of the Wild is the number one game you should show someone. And then and then let's let's throw this out there: the only Pokemon game on this list is Pokemon Motherfucking Yellow. That was a weird choice. Yeah, so I will say, it, as far as Pokemon, the only Pokemon game that like you only need one. Um, it should have been Generation Two. Um, yeah, I think probably. Yellow. Yeah, the the thing that gets yellow is it was the game that tied it into the anime that at the time everyone like was able to like associate things with. But like looking back on it, gold, silver, crystal was the better set of games. It was bigger. It was more. It, it was just generally more well planned out. Um, the the red, blue, yellow generation. It was it was good. It got things started, but it did not have the staying power that Gen two did. And every generation after that has just not reached the heights that Gen 2 did. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, Rich. I do not hate this list the way that you do. Like, it does not bother me in any real way. Like, it's all subjective. Like, I guarantee, like, this, and you can see, like, every person on this, like, every game on this list has, like, a different person kind of, like, with, like, some sort of, like, tag for it. This was probably their staff sitting down and arguing, like, all right, he, Everybody put a game on this list, and then let's figure out what order they're going to go in. And it was, you know, it it looks like they used Brian Altano's quote for Breath of the Wild. He probably argued his ass off that, like, assuming this was his choice to to put it at one. Um, I would believe it. I argued his that game. Argued his ass off to the point where the rest of the staff would be like, "Okay, you have made every valid point possible. Um, There is nothing we can say that's going to." upset this breath of the wild is going to be number one on this list and like so, honestly like that and super mario world being like one two like 
those are two amazing games that still hold up today. Mm-hmm. Um, they they link to 2019's article or uh, yeah 2019 because I guess they didn't do it in 2020. Excuse yeah, they they, they, they said they, the they la- link- the last time they did this was 2019. They linked to 2019's article. Number 100 was Pokemon Go of top 100 games of all time. Number one was Super Mario World. Number two was Link to the Past. Number three was Portal. Number four was Super Metroid. And number five was Breath of the Wild. How does Breath of the Wild... I still don't think Breath of the Wild deserves to be in fifth place. But how does that jump up five spots? I mean, that's how subjective lists change. Like... This, this isn't like they gave it review scores. This isn't them saying that Breath of the Wild is a perfect 100 game. This is their staff sitting down and going through whatever metrics they decided on. And they actually, if you would have actually read the entire blurb at the top of the, this year's list, they say that they're doing it differently than they've done it in the past. And like this list is based on different metrics. Well, yeah, the only different metric is how the game influenced games of the time and, and moving forward. But it's just like, I, I, I this just, it's, it's a poor list, man. It's not, this though. Is, it's not, though. <laughs> like, I, I, look, if you're going to give a subjective list of top 100, and, like, I, look, I, I don't know the actual metrics, and I, like, I don't, I, there's not as many, and look, I, I've gone over this with a bunch of people. When I think classic, when I think retro, like, when I think retro, I think, Genesis and prior, or SNES and Genesis and prior. When I think classic, I'm thinking, like, PS1 era. Like, there's not a lot of those on here that I feel deserve to be on here. So many games, especially that early 3D era, do not hold up at all. And, and that is, I'm that sorry, is... like, that, that should not be, if it holds up now, should not be part of your standards. Uh, but it should be, if, like, if it's not good now, just because it was good, just because it was mind-blowing with things it did back then, and then things have progressed, it's not to say that game is not good anymore. It just has lost its... It has been surpassed. How many How many of those older games have we wanted or have gotten a remake of or a remaster because people loved them so much? How could we have gotten a medieval remaster if people didn't fucking love that game? Because Sean can Layden love the, loved it. <laughs> people can love a game, but it not be good. Or or it not be amazing. Like, think of how many games there are to pick only a top 100. How many, like... It, and, and and the games that they sit on for number 100 is, 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 is fucking... Borderlands 2 is better Borderlands than Medieval, 2. period, end of story. Like, uh, I, <laughs> it's I, better look, than any Crash I, Bandicoot game, especially a PS1-era Crash Bandicoot game. It's I, better I, than almost any NES or Super Nintendo game or N64 game or PlayStation 1 game, aside from the handful of classics. Like, there are so much shit games on these old systems that, like, I... I can't agree that just because a game is old, it should be on the list. But I'm not saying it's old, it should be on the list. I'm saying, is it, like, just because it can't, just because alright, graphically, it's a little bit harder to play now than it was then, like, it shouldn't be on the list? Like, But that's, like, literally, this is what the, like, what the, this is IGN's list. This is not a be-all, end-all list. Like, if you did a hundred, your, your favorite hundred games, it would obviously be very, very different. And fuck, yeah, but I- we could do that at some point. We could figure out what our top 100 games are. But, like, 
based on what what they went with, like what they were basing their games off, it has to play great now and then. Like it has to have and, been a game and, that was enjoyable then and now. And in a lot and, of cases, PS1 games and 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 64 games are not enjoyable to play anymore. Okay, so you're telling me at number 77, GoldenEye 007 is enjoyable enjoyable to play now? I, I like that's a game that I maybe would argue shouldn't be on this list. Yeah, but, like like Gold GoldenEye, not a great game. Um, but like there are plenty of like like yeah, those Crash Bandicoot games on PS1 and Medieval games on PS1, they're not good. Like they're every game on this. I'm not gonna say every game because again, this is a subjective list. Like I don't like these games, so I'm not gonna fight for them. But like. I'm not going to say Divinity's original Sin 2 isn't a good game. I've never played it. I've never been interested in it. Like my in in my case, yeah, that wouldn't have made the list. But I also would have never put the original Crash Bandicoot on here or the original Medieval cuz like I don't care about those games as much. Also like I honestly don't know like if I was making a list of just like my 100 like if I was making a I, I should rephrase this, because if it's my personal favorite 100 games, it's going to be different than just 100 games that I think are the best 100 games, like, not, like, as as obje- objective as possible. Like, there wouldn't be a single Pokemon game on the list, because objectively, they're not good games. I love them, but they're not good. They do the same thing every time. There's no challenge to them. There hasn't been a challenge to one of those games in 15 years. Um, They're bad games, but I love them, and they will always be on my personal list. Like, what's a game, uh, what's a specific game that you think should be on this list that isn't? I mean, I, I, like, that's, I don't know. I don't know what I think should be on this list that isn't. I honestly really just know what I see on this list that I don't think should be on this list. Uh, honestly, Dota and, and, and League of Legends don't think should be on this list. I honestly don't really think, I honestly don't really think Animal Crossing should be on this list. New Horizons. I think one of the older Animal Crossing should be on this list before New Horizons. New Horizons launched with so little. Like, it, yes, the, the continue to be playable aspect of it, of this game that is a year old, like, it helps now that, of the stuff that they added to it. But when the game came out, yes, I put a lot of hours into it because I had nothing the fuck else to do because there was a goddamn global pandemic. You know what? I actually, I changed my entire view on this. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is only 86. Like, Richard, right, this, <laughs> this whole list is garbage. That's the other thing. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is 86. I don't, look, I don't know if even Monster Hunter World should be at 85. I'm not saying it should be higher. I'm not saying it should be lower. But, like, there are games on this list. Like you said, Druton, I think you said it. Think of how many fucking games there are out there for these games, for them to boil down to top 100. There's no way that Monster Hunter World should be, should definitely be on this list or not. And yes, it may be subjective, but if you're going to sit here and put both Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 2 Remake on this list and give us, I believe, both The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 on here, like, I, I maybe, maybe you have to change your criteria just a little bit. Like, I, Mario what? World 2 Yoshi's Island is number 68. Who the fuck played that game? A lot of people. I love that game. That game's fantastic. It's not as good as Mario World, but it's definitely it's a good Mario game. It's better than every 3D Mario game. Like I, one game that I really see on here that I I agree deserves to be on here and probably near its position is Call of Duty 4: Modern Warfare. That was a fantastic fucking story, amazing game. I don't think Rise of the Tomb Raider should be on here. Hell, no. I I don't. See, think- I completely I completely disagree. I, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider belongs. D- d- deserves to be on here more than any other Tomb Raider. 
I look, I don't think any Tomb Raider should be within these top. I love the Tomb Raider games, but I don't think it's deserving of top 100 of all time. Like, I think the, the especially the modern era Tomb Raider games, those games are not deserving of a high high praise title. Those games are bad. I I, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider is a good game. So it's, like it's, it's there you go. It's sub, that it's opinion. It's, it, it's, it's subjective. The best, it, it could be the best of those three, but it's still a bad game. No, like I think it's a good game. I enjoy that game. Um, but like for instance, ninety two is Mega Man three. I would not put Mega Man three on this list. I don't like Mega Man three. I don't think it's a good Mega Man game. Um, I would put Mega Man two, but Mega Man three is widely considered the best, so that's what they went with. The only thing Mega Man three had going for it was, I believe that was the one that introduced Proto Man. And that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. There'd be like the little whistle, and then he'd like zip in. He'd fuck with you for a minute, and then zip out. Um, and the s- s- slide was added in three. Yeah, no, right? fuck the slide. No, the, <laughs> the, the only mechanic they added that anyone needs is rush and the 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 charge shot. Everything else can go fuck itself. Well, that's Mega Man three. No, rush was in two. No, he's not. Are you sure? Absolutely, he's. Not oh, in I'm sorry. Two. No, in two, it's just the capsules. The capsules are fine too. It's like, items one, two, and three. In yeah, Mega Man two. Yeah, but they do the same thing as Rush. Yeah, more or less. But it's not um, a dog, and that's fine. Like the those games are so low quality, you can't tell that Rush is actually a dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, Rich. Like you, you're very angry about a very opinionated list. I mean, they they need to headline it subjective. Like for all lists. Are subjective. <laughs> no, fuck off. They're not. Like, yes, they are. are. If you conglomerate review, yes, subjective to the fact that if you're not comparing reviews and you're just making a fucking list, then yes. But if you're gonna sit here and your top line is IGN's top 100 game list encompasses the best of the best throughout history, hold on, hold on, stop, Spain. stop. Generations of consoles, PCs, handhelds, and more. But then all the way at the bottom. But this is a list of our current staff's 100 best. That needs Literally, to be up top. That needs to be we, up top. But the fir- what was the first word in the headline? IGN's top it's game. Just, uh, IGN's. IGN's. Yes, I- Possessive lists- means it's fucking subjective to IGN's opinion. No, it says list encompasses the best of the best. It doesn't say encompasses what our staff thinks is no. the best. No, it Rich, says Rich, this calm list. Down. Calm down. Do you know list? what the what possessives are? <laughs> like like it, it, that it that is unfortunately like that that is English. Like it being a possessive IGN, meaning this list belongs to IGN, does mean that this is a like it's subjective. It is their opinion. This is a thing that belongs to them. But they're they're not basing it off of their review scores. They're they're not cranking all of their review scores in like adding them all up and then hitting like the average button. Like they're just they're they're making a list and every list is subjective. Like every time we've ever ranked anything, it's been subjective. Yeah, it's been personal lists. It's been a list of our top five. This this look, I'm so, you're going to sit here and say IGN's apostrophe s is possessive. Th- yes. That does that does not matter when you say encompasses the best of the best throughout history. The the the, the line encompasses the best of the best throughout history. But they in sit their here opinion. and tell. But it doesn't say in their opinion. It's just their list because that's how it's supposed to Stop! Stop! The, hold, this is, hold on! Stop! Richie, stop! If you said if you gave your best of the best list, that is your opinion. Yeah, my best of the but best. So, list. Rich, if we change, if we 
so to go off of what Drew's saying, if we uh, if we took that first sentence and we erased IGNs and we put Richie's top 100 games, that would be your personal top 100, right? But I would not write it the best of the best throughout history. I would write it. This is a list of the games I think are the best, but not. Uh, but a it's list- still subjective. And it like is the other- not an objective thing. And the, the all wording lists of this- in the history of lists are subjective. And the, the only way of- for it to be an objective list would be if you based it on a countable number. Like if they put the 100 best-selling games of all time in order from 1 to 100, from 1 sold the most games, 100 sold the 100 most. That's the only way it could be an objective list. But it also says encompasses the best of the best. It does not say this list is the best of the best. It's just simply saying IGN's top 100 game like encompasses another word for includes includes the best of the best throughout history and that's true it includes super mario world a link to the past ocarina of time fallout 2 hate sure sure fucking (laughs) no hades is on there yeah no i i was just i was being sarcastic to drew calling it the best of the best but like that's what i'm saying like it's it is written in english and english is a very stupid language when it comes to possession and intent but, like, this is actually saying this list belongs to IGN. It is what their staff subjectively think is the best of the best. Um, or, I'm sorry, is it is what IGN staff personally thinks are the best games. Um, and on this list, some of the best of the best games throughout history are included. Like, it, it's, it's, it's marketing speak, basically. Like, mm-hmm. like that's writing is stupid the english language is stupid we should all speak a different language that we should all speak in math let's just all <laughs> speak in binary there there it's only yeses and nos there's no more subjective or uh, objective it's either yes or no from now on but, that's all but, but i saw a thing recently did you know that 0.99.9 repeating so 0.9999999 continuing out is equal to one that's stupid <laughs> I hate so. Well, I, and I, I saw. Uh, and I hate math. I don't the, know why I said let's talk in math. And someone was doing math, and it fucking made sense that point nine 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 repeating is equal to one. And I was like, fuck, fuck math. So, Rich, I I am curious though. Without you getting worked up, um, what would be your like number one game of all time? If if, if you have it, like like if you don't have it right now, like don't like stress on it. I mean, I don't have it. I, 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 and that's the thing. Like, I would never be able to put together, like, when we used to do the Friday Fives and stuff, that was, that's some of the hardest things for me because, yeah, right now, for me, right now, greatest game of all time, and I would even disagree with this if I saw it on a list, would be something, because I'm playing it quite frequently and often, something like either City Skylines or Seven Days to Die or something like that. I, that is definitely not the greatest game of all time. It's not the number one game, but it is a game that I frequent a lot and I go to a lot. It's like currently game, your number one game right it, now. It, yeah, it's currently right now my number one game. But like, I, I don't. You're gonna put Bloodborne on here at number nineteen when the other Soulsborne games are. I mean, I'm not saying Bloodborne is bad, but I'm not saying the other Soulsborne games are better. But like, I don't think Bloodborne. Like, I don't think Bloodborne should be on here, and maybe one of the other Soulsborne games should be on here. I think Demon Souls was like the the. I guess was that Demon Souls? Yeah. The PS5 re- remake. I think that was a fucking great game. I think I liked that more than Bloodborne. I think that deserves to be on here more than Bloodborne. But I honestly, I, if, if you're gonna, in my opinion, if you're a 
site like this, a site like IGN, and you're going to put together top 100 games of all time and title it top 100 games of all time, you need to, it needs to be like, there needs to be research done. There needs to be review scores taken in place. There needs, it needs to be a list of top 100 games of all time and not just, oh, here's what our staff thinks this year right now, what the top 100 games are. But, but like that, that's what something like this is supposed to be. Like this isn't supposed to be a, a, a research paper that they're doing. Like this is supposed to be something that they did f- as fun because the world sucks. And, and it, and if they were to use their, their review scores, this list would be fucking atrocious because of how many games have gotten well, like tens over the last 20 years that I, are not good games anymore. Also, I'm, hold on. Also, review scores are subjective. Yes, but there is, you don't use their review scores. You use all review scores. How do you think Rotten Tomatoes has Paddington 2 at number one of all time? Is because still- all of the, re- I don't know, probably not, but still. Because all of the reviews that Rotten Tomatoes has gotten together and conglomerated puts Paddington 2 up there at within top 99, 100%. That's what, like, they need to go through Metacritic and all these conglomerations to find the highest percentage rated reviewed games of all time and put that list together. IGN IGN can't use Metacritic. Why not? IGN is a Ziff Davis company. Metacritic is owned by Red Ventures. They're they're fucking competitors. They're not going (laughs) to... Then they can find a different conglomerate of review. Like, that, like, if you are going to say, of all time, a hundred, whatever, of all time, you don't use personal feelings. You put it together. Review scores are personal feelings! But you don't take one fucking person's review! That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying personal feelings. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying right now, Cobb, your number one game of all time, that's definitely the number one game of all time. I'm saying between 150 fucking people, what did they review this game at? Let's get all the fucking video games that ever had reviews, put them together, and here's the highest rated games of all time. Because like, that's what this article is. It's it, That's what this article is headlined. Top, the best 100 video games of all time. Not our staff's 2020 picks for best games 100 best video games. But, like, so, A, headlines on the internet, garbage. Every headline is clickbait. Doesn't matter what it's about. Every headline is clickbait. That's just how marketing works. I guarantee the staff of IGN that wrote this had to change this headline four different times before somebody, like, higher up the chain said it was okay to post. Um, because they want those stupid fucking clicks, and they want to be able to post this same link for 13 fucking years on their um, Facebook page, because fuck IGN's Facebook page. Um... But, like, I've never looked at a list like this and thought this needs to be official and researched. Like, I always look at lists as something completely subjective because, like, I never agree with them. There is always stuff on a list that I don't think is right. And, like, I we – you were talking a little bit about um Monster Hunter being on here. Like, I would – like, the little bit I know about Monster Hunter, I would say Monster Hunter World deserves to be on this list as far as the Monster Hunter games go. Like, am I off base on that? No, no. It's as far as Monster Hunter games go, it is definitely the best Monster Hunter game out there. Yes, but you're but like, sitting do you here. Do you not think it should be so based on like your preference alone? Because you're a fan, I'm not. Do you not think Monster Hunter World deserves to be on a list of like the top 100 games? I mean, I don't think. I, I if if it does, it would be 100. So see, because it's such a niche game for a niche audience. 
that's the only reason that would probably keep it down low. And, and, and thinking about it being the best game, I would not push someone if they were to try to play. I, I want to play the best 100 games. This would be the last game I would tell them to play. Like, but see, like, I, I'm the opposite of that. Like, I, and you know how I feel about Monster Hunter. I 100% think Monster Hunter World deserves to be on this list or on a list like this, whether it's this one or, or a different one. But I, I don't, I, but wasn't the right word to put in there. I, and I also think that, like, if somebody wanted to play the quote unquote top 100 games, that, like, they should try Monster Hunter World. They should give it a shot and see if it's a game for them. Like, playing a game and playing it through to completion are two different things. Like, there are a lot of games on this list, um, that would be awful to play and some that would be, like, amazing to play. Like, um, so, uh, there was a SimCity on here too, which, like, Rich, you pro- would probably enjoy. I would fucking hate. But, like, SimCity still deserves to be on the list, right? Like, it's SimCity. Sorry, you're putting SimCity on here? You're not putting City Skylines on here? I don't know what the difference... I mean, I, I know they're different games, but, like, are they based... Are, they, are Is there any, like, real difference that would make one better than the other? I, I mean, I don't know. I've never... I, which SimCity is it? I don't... I, 2000, I've never which... I've never... I've never yeah, played Sim- SimCity, so... It's SimCity 2000. That deserves to be on this list. Like, City Skylines doesn't exist without SimCity 2000. But, like, Arkham City, really? I, like... I mean, which... I, think, I mean... Arkham City, I think, deserves to be on here. Like, that is a I, game that, like, that made that that genre, basically, a thing. Like, we, we wouldn't have one, Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. I don't think we wouldn't have Spider- the um, Insomniac Spider-Man without Arkham City. But of the Arkham City games, I think Arkham Knight, or or not Arkham, um, Arkham Asylum, much better game. Arkham Asylum's a tighter game because you're, um, you're in the smaller area. Arkham City was definitely the... Arkham City, I think, had the the bigger everything. Like it was a bigger game. It was a more um, uh, like risk taking game as far as like what they tried to do. And I don't think Arkham Asylum tran- translates to Spider Man, but Arkham City, I can see the path from Arkham City to Spider Man. That's why I said like I think that they're maybe like numbering wise. I don't know that like any of us would agree with like all of the numbering here. But oh, I think like you could sit you could sit down and argue for almost any game on this list for why it should or should not be on here and what game could potentially be in its place. Like I like I I would even put because one of their determining factors is it's good and fun to play today. And they're going to put Dota on here, which is if you start to play that today and you've never played it before, it is not good and fun to play today because fuck that community. But uh, it is the most toxic the community. Uh, one I, League of Legends is worse than Dota's. Two, They're that's both not bad. Dota's fault, though. But how if you're gonna if how are new people going to be able to get into this game if the community fucking sucks? And both find, League of Legends, League of like, Legends, and Dota are both on this game are on this list, as well as Fortnite. Which I mean, I feel like Epic just paid them to get it on this list. And people like, love Fortnite, man. Adults, kids, ev- fucking dogs. Everyone loves Fortnite. It's isn't the Rock in Fortnite now? Probably. If he's not, he will be. <laughs> but so, Rich, I, I know what I think is. I think it's interesting that like you're approaching this as a this list should be like games that people should be able to read this and then go play these games. And like in my head, like when like when I first saw this, and even when we first started talking about it, like at no point was I thinking of it that. Like I wasn't thinking of it as a oh here's a hundred games that like people that haven't ever played should like go check out. Like I was just looking at it as like oh yeah no like that game 
Like, I understand why that game would be on a list of the 100 best. Well, but, it's, like, that, it's, that's an interesting way to look at it. It's, it's like, it's like, uh, they, they have out there those lists that you can even get, like, the posters of 100 movies to watch in your lifetime. And, 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 like, whenever I see lists of 100 whatever, it's 100 games that, that everyone should play. Or, or 100 movies, or 100 books, or 100 anime, like, I'm not gonna say 100 anime, but, like, you, you get it. Like, if, if Netflix threw out a list, 100, 100 of our things that you should watch. Or if somebody put together a list of top 100 Netflix thing, Netflix things based on total reviews. And like, oh, these are some of the best things that Netflix has. I should definitely check it out. That's where my head goes when I see 100 video games of all, lists like this is, these are games that people should play, especially people who haven't played games. Uh, like, like, cause I feel putting Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at number one and telling everyone this is the perfect game right now and you should play it. Especially if you've, even if you've never played games, is putting a bad, I, like, uh, making people think, if that's my first game ever and I play Breath of the Wild, this is what games are gonna be. And, like you, like you've said, Cobb, it is a great game. It is not a good Zelda game. As much as I, like, I, I'm in contention with that, I, I understand what you're saying and it makes sense. And you're right, this is not a good Zelda game. It is a great game, but it's not a good Zelda game. Like, Super Mario World, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild are two completely different games from each other. Yes, they are. And somebody's going to play the number one game of all time, according to this list, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and then play the number two game of all time, Super Mario World, according to this list. And it's going to be like, what the fuck is this? But I mean, I think that that would be the case even like with those other lists, like the 100 movies to watch before you die list, you know? Mm-hmm. Citizen Kane is on there, and so is um, uh, Blade Runner. Like, if somebody watches those back to back, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" So, like, I I think that's that's kind of the point of a list like this, where it's supposed to encompass just a wide swath of things. And I think if if any outlet did a list like this, it would always come back different. The same way most outlets, when they do their top ten games of the year lists, there's always like like the top five games at each outlet tend to like each year tend to tend to kind of fall into a similar range like um i think like inscription was a big one this year so a lot of sites have inscription in like their top five games of the year because it just it it hit differently than a lot of games usually do but when they sit down and do a list like this where they're just looking at all of like any game from history it's like well fuck it like everyone loves mario world that needs to be within the top five and you know as they sort of like push it around eventually it ends up you know at number two um Mm -hmm. i you're not going to do it, so I'm, I'm not going to like actually like push you for it. I would love if, like, not next week, because I want to give you time. If in February you can come back with your top twenty games of all time, give you a I'd, month, thirty I days. Like, I'd have to, I'd have to go back. I'd have to remember every game I've ever fucking played, and that's the other problem is like the list that you're asking for, asking me to make top twenty games of all time. The way I would go at this is like the of all the games I've ever played, not necessarily what are my favorite, but what are the best reviewed, the best rated of all the games I've ever played. No, no, no. I don't I don't give a single fuck how the game was rated, reviewed, sold. I don't I don't care. I don't care if that game sold one copy or two billion copies. I don't care if it was a ten or a fucking ET on the Atari. I want your personal one hundred percent Richie's favorite games. You could write E.T. on this list if you love E.T. If your list is 
number one is E.T. on the Atari. Number two is Superman. If you love those games, that's your list. I'm okay with that. I'm going to make fun of you because they're shitty games, but that's still your list. See, I don't I don't know if I'd be able to do that. How about, how about top ten? 30 days, know, like, 30 days for 10 games. It's, it's not it's not the number of games. It's remembering everything I've played and remembering everything, like all the games I liked and don't like and, and, and shit like that. Like... So I mean I think I think you're kind of answering a little bit of of not answering but you're kind of hinting at at a problem with like this sort of thing in general. Um and I I wasn't actually trying to get you to do this. It it's just happenstance. Um there are a lot of games. It's very hard to keep track of them. Um yeah. and just because the, like the people that wrote this list work in games media doesn't mean that they remember every game they've ever played either and it's not like this does not read as a list that like their editorial bosses wanted them to do. This reads as a list of, like, the staff wanted to do something as a staff, so they keep doing these lists when they have the time to do it, and they can't necessarily do what you would like to see them do, where they're, like, doing research and reflecting on, like, what it was, what it scored at the time and all that fun stuff. Like, but they're literally doing this, like, as, like, a side thing as between the videos they have to publish and the, like, news and reviews and stuff that they have to work on. But also... What games scored at the time? Irrelevant. It's entirely irrelevant, if you ask me. Well, I, you, I, I don't totally disagree with like your stance on review scores, but like review scores do mean something in like just the the zeitgeist of a game. Sure. I, then, but okay, like I, I pulled up the Metacritic top one hundred reviewed games of all time. Um, Metroid Prime One is nineteenth, or well. I guess it's in a uh, a nineteen see. way tie. <laughs> it's in from six to twenty three are all a ninety seven on Metacritic. So what's what's number one on Metacritic? Ocarina of Time, which like yeah, but it doesn't hold. It it, it has the highest rated score from when it came out in nineteen ninety eight. Is that still does that hold up as well? as some other games. No. Like, I don't think it holds up as well as Link to the Past, which came out in, what, 92, 91? Right, yeah. Cobb? Like, Link to the Past, to me, holds up better, and to me was just a better game out of the box, but, like, Link to the Past has more to it. that has more out long-lasting charm than Ocarina of Time. Man, Link to the Past crawled so that Ocarina of Time could run into an invisible polygon wall. And, I mean, <laughs> like, I'll say, having looked at this list, there's some things that, like, why? where was Soul Calibur on their list? I was like, I mean, Soul Calibur is a bad of... game. No, it's not. Soul Calibur is amazing. Soul, Soul Calibur is not a bad game. Soul Calibur is, is a fun game. I don't like fighting games, but I do know, I mean, my, really, my own, only, like, real experience with Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 3, when they had, like, the exclusives for each console, and I had a lot of fun playing Soul Calibur. Like, I, I, I would, I don't know if I would say that that is in, like, a top 100 material, but, like, Soul Calibur probably, like, one of these Soul Calibers probably deserves to be on this list somewhere. I don't like, know. They got Street, they got a Street Fighter and a Mortal Kombat. I think they're covered. That's fair. But also, <laughs> also in that tie at 97, NFL 2K1, like, are you saying NFL 2K1 because it reviewed as a 97, so it's technically tied for the sixth best video game of all time? I mean, honestly, like, 2K1 was probably, of- 
two K one was the last good time. There no, was a there was a good football game. Let's be no, real. that's not even that's not even historically most held up as the best NFL two K game. Wasn't it like two K like six or something like that? Five. Like the best five. I was I was fucking close. Um, but like that's that's my point of review scores don't matter. I th- so hist- like rating things based on and, and I know this sounds weird rating based on review scores when you're going like um long term like like the like the last thirty forty years of games. It's also a very rough patch because, uh, and Drew, you'll know this just from listening to Bombcast and all. Um, between like '95 and 2010, outlets were not allowed to give tens. Um, like the the editorial management actually fought people if they want if they tried to give things tens and tried to find ways to knock it out of a ten. So like the higher the score was, the more editorial like management tried to just like get it a little bit lower because they they didn't want to give like high nines and tens to games for whatever reason but i feel like in the last like 10 years like fucking every game's a 10 like they just they just throw tens away like they're nothing anymore Mm -hmm. so it's just it skews things when you go back and you're like okay well here are like a bunch of games that all got perfect tens and like nine of them are from between 2015 and 2020 and two of them are pre-2000 yeah, it's like there are definitely better games that that have that came out pre two thousand than games that got tens in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And then like you get to a point where like games weren't reviewed. Like, are there review scores for like Mario three? I like a giant bomb did one on on the bombcast that one time. Remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Rich, I don't know if if you know. If if you've ever heard like any place talk about like like the bigger sites like the IGNs or the GameSpots how their like review scores worked, um, and I don't know how they work now, but at a certain point they basically had an Excel spreadsheet that had like you know how like the reviews always have like those metrics like gameplay and replayability and music and graphics and fidelity and all that stuff. Um, so they literally had a spreadsheet where they'd go in and they'd punch in, like, subjectively what number they think each of those, like, categories would fall in, and that would give them, like, the review score, like, like the average, essentially. Um, but then there was a, like, a, a final field that was just reviewers tilt, where if they didn't like the game, but, like, they were honest about, like, all of the other metrics, and, like, say it came out at, like, a 9, they could go in there and put, like, a 2 to drop it down to, like, a 7, because they just didn't think it was that good of a game. Or vice versa, they could take like a six and then put like a ten in review in reviewers tilt to bump it up to an eight. And it's like that's just funky. Like just at that point, just let people pick a number and say that's the the number for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Reviews are weird. I like the places that just do the yeah. This is a this is a game. Like go ahead and play this game, or maybe wait for it to be on sale. Wait for a sale. Yeah, I I actually when we first started the site. And I, I did some reviews, and I started doing my first looks, is what I was doing. And then I did my final final uh, review and whatnot. I didn't want to do a number. Eric forced me to do a number. I didn't want to do a number. I wanted, you should buy it, you should try it, you should leave it. Like, basically, that's what I wanted to do. Buy it, try it, or leave it. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to do a number. He's like, you need a number. We need numbers. I was so, like, no. Yeah. So I like I like having both because like for us we were so small that the numbers let us um like submit to ranker stuff so that like our stuff would show up on not necessarily Metacritic because that's a different ball game but like there are some other places that did like review like stuff like that 
but I liked having like that like note either at like the top or the bottom or like wherever you were sort of like wrapping things up of just like yeah like this game like maybe this game got a five but like maybe you should give it a shot or like maybe like give it a shot when it's on sale or something like that rent it because like you know rentals were a thing at the time like mm-hmm. gamefly or whatever or like now it's like wait for game pass <laughs> wait for a steam sale versus like oh yeah here here's the number the number is the be all end all like no here's a number so you can get like an average idea of like the thought of it but like here's like the actual like takeaway like this game is worth buying like this is worth your full price admission but yeah i don't know um but Rich, so so thirty days, you'll come back with your top one hundred games. I think that's what we decided on, right? <laughs> yep, hundred. <laughs> no, I I mean honestly, I probably have played a hundred games across my lifetime, but I don't know if I'd be able to do a top one hundred. I lifetime. I I don't know that any like I think if if we if we like sat down and it would it would honestly it would just be too long of an episode. But I think like as a group, we could probably come up with like a top twenty games like reasonably. Well, um, but I think it, there would be a lot of like, um, a lot of aggressive negotiations of like what goes where. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I I already had one nosebleed today. I don't need a, to have another aneurysm just trying to figure out top one hundred. Oh wait, well, how did you get a nosebleed? Just weather? I sneezed. <laughs> 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 I'm not even kidding. I sneeze and I look at my hand and there's some little red in the gunk and I'm like, no. And then I, I, like, I inhale a few times and I check a few times. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I've been on quarantine for two weeks. I don't have any paper towels or napkins or tissues. Uh, good good so, thing you have a beard, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I luckily, luckily, Jensen had a handful of Taco Bell napkins on her desk. And I was able to use some of those. Um, yeah, it, it was... <laughs> it's I, that I re- time of year. Like, everything, it's, like, getting colder and dry and stuff well, like it's, that. It's mm-hmm. because of... it's. Be- I, I mean, I haven't really been outside much, but because of the two snows that we had, all the salt and stuff that they had to treat the street with, as well as being stuck inside and it being so dry with the heater being on, like, it just, it's, it's, I like, and on top of that, since we had the snow and it's now all melted away, some of the, like, the moldy and mildewiness that's causing allergies that are coming up from the plants and everything dying, it's just all a con- combination of, hey, fuck your nose. And I'm like, no, don't fuck my nose. But it fucks my nose. Yeah, fucking your nose sounds uncomfortable. It definitely does. You don't want it. I've had it twice in two weeks, and I'm going to have it again on Friday. So Ugh. that's 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 called a COVID test. No, I know. That's. Have you guys yeah. seen the, the like the at home tests? Um, I've seen somebody do it on TikTok, and they're like full on Q tips. They're not even like the little small jaunts. Like they're full on Q tips, which is like gross. Yeah, like, they're long, and, yeah, they're... I don't know, I I realize, like, the labs are probably doing the exact same thing in, in the end, but, like, I would much rather have a lab, like, checking those results than me sticking, like, yeah. a little strip of um acid paper into, like, a cup and seeing if a blue line shows up. Well, yeah, that's that's why I'm just gonna get a rapid test on front. Yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, moving on, uh, quick question for... for uh, I guess mostly you, Rich. Um... Are you excited for uh, for the the critical role thing getting bumped up like a week? Oh yeah, yeah they they uh, they they announced that a couple weeks ago, but yeah, Critical Role uh, their their animated series is bumped up to the twenty fifth, um, as opposed to the early February. I think it was like like the fourth or something. I can't remember what it used to be. Yeah, it was uh, like the I first am, week of February. Yeah, I I am excited. Um, had it not already been my chance to do 
um, a uh, our book club. I would have said we all have to watch that for book club. But I mean, it's, I think I don't know how long the series is going to be. Um, I know I don't know if it's just going to be the initial six or if it's going to be everything that the Kickstarter had uh, reached. Well, also, I, it's it's releasing on Amazon, which means it probably won't be um, a content dump the way Netflix and stuff is. It'll probably be weekly. Maybe. I think... I don't... Yeah, I don't really know how Amazon does that. I don't watch they, a lot of series on, Netflix, on Amazon. Amazon is weekly for all of their original content. That's why I'm okay. assuming it'll be a weekly thing for however many episodes it, it goes for. Mm-hmm. So... It could still be your book club pick at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not good. It's, at least not for a while. Like, I'm going to watch it myself, and I know you'll probably watch it without it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's or true. Or at least I'll talk about it when it's over. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I'll watch it, like, week to week or if I'll just kind of wait. I, I guess it's going to depend how many episodes it is and how long the episodes are. Mm-hmm. I, so. I, I think half-hour episodes. Okay. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable then. Uh, but other than that... um. I watched uh, Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds NPC movie. Um, that was a delightful fucking movie. It looks like a delightful movie. Um, I had to actually... So, do, do either of you know what the movie's... Do both of you know what the movie's about in even, like, a, a general way? Yeah. I, yeah, he's an NPC and he goes rogue, basically, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he basically finds out that he's in a video game um, and becomes a player in the game in a, in a weird way. Um, like he le- he gets levels and shit. It's very funny. Um, it's got a really good cast beyond just Ryan Reynolds. Um, Taika Waititi, isn't it? Yeah. He pl- he plays like the the video game company CEO who's kind of a scumbag. Yeah. Um, uh, they have the 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 kid from uh, Stranger Things, Joe Carey. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, in it. Um, he works for the video game company. Um, yeah. It's they've got they've got a lot of good stuff. Um, The Rock voices a character and somebody else that's in Ryan Reynolds movies and I can't think of who the other person was um but they're uh they're characters in like masks and stuff so you actually wouldn't realize it's them and they're just voicing um avatars oh they have a lot of um uh well not a lot of at least two like YouTubers and streamers they got Pokimane and Jacksepticeye oh uh, yeah yeah no they, yeah they had um so oh and Channing Tatum is is a is a character avatar like in the game that's- Okay. Um, his name is Revengeman Buttons. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Hugh Jackman's in it. It looks like. Oh, Hugh, yeah, that's who it was. It was Hugh Jackman plays a character, but it like you don't know it's him. It's just his voice. And The Rock is is the same thing. Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. is a character wearing a mask in an alley, and The Rock is a bank robber. Um, Chris Evans is also in it. Um, as himself, which is great. Um, so like spoilers for like the the endish of the movie. It's a video game. Um, they can get all sorts of cool weapons and stuff like that. So at the end, during like the, the big climactic fight, um, Ryan Reynolds character has accumulated a lot of weapons throughout his time in the game. And he pulls out, um, he, he pulls up his menu and he's about to get punched and he pulls out a shield and you don't see the shield at first. You just see it's a shield. And then they, they very nicely, um, fade into the Avengers music as the camera pans around and he's holding Captain <laughs> America's shield. Nice. And then it, switches to Chris Evans in a coffee shop who just goes, what the shit? Um, <laughs> because this game is being live streamed and okay. everyone in the world is watching it because this random, they don't realize it's an NPC that's doing it. They think it's like a player who's like hacked the game and it's like a GTA online game where like everybody's a criminal and he has been going around like as a hero, essentially. 
So like that's why that's where all the streamers and stuff come in. Um because they are talking about the game from like a streamer perspective basically. Like yeah. all of their scenes are them like as if they were actually doing that one of their videos or streams. That's that's great. Yeah. Um they also like another thing they do with mu- really well with music um after the shield he pulls out a lightsaber and it's like they never show it they just show him pull out a weapon and then hold his hand real low and then they fade in the star wars music as um a lightsaber lights um and it's just like they did stuff like that really well like the editing and like sound design on this movie was just really really well done and when i remember seeing like the initial previews and like hearing about it i'm like oh this is going to be stupid and it wasn't. It was a lot of fun. Like, it yeah, was goofy it, and... It, it definitely looked like it was going to be fun. Um, I And I can't wait for it to be free on one of the streaming services, if ever. I uh, mean, yeah, I rented it for, like, the, like, four bucks. Uh, it was on... Yeah. There was, like, a deal on Amazon, so it was, like, a three ninety nine rental. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been wanting to watch it. I'm just like, let's just watch this. Like, it's only three ninety nine. Why not? Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. It's got a lot of just, like, fun, goofy moments. Um... The idea of the game itself is pretty cool. Um, Taika Waititi's character um, is just over the top and ridiculous. Um, it, it might be like my, like not not including like his like minor MCU stuff. Like his role in this is just behind him playing Hitler in um, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, like he plays just like bad guys that are just over the top, like ridiculous, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a. It was a fun film. Um, predictable in points. Like, like definitely predictable. Um, had a little bit of, like, a Truman Show vibe early on. Okay. Just because, like, you know, he's a, he's a game character who does the same thing every day. Um, and early in the game, like, or early in the movie, like, he doesn't, like, they don't know it's a game because, like, they're NPCs. Like, they're just going about their days. Like, they think, like, it's all normal. Everybody gets, like, the same coffee because the AI only knows how to make, like, a coffee for them. And, like, every day, like, Ryan Reynolds works at a bank. His friend is the guard at the bank. They get robbed every day. So, like, the robber comes in, and they just immediately lay down on the floor and just, like, have, like, a chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, as the as it progresses, like, he just starts kind of, like, going off kilter and, like, realizes it's a game and just starts having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time he dies, he just wakes up in bed. And it's like it's very much like a um like a Groundhog's Day f- like bit in the it like in the early part of like the movie where he's like a level one character and he keeps getting in confrontations with like players who like aren't level one and like he'll die and he'll just wake up in bed and he'll like sit up and he'll just be son of a bitch and then he'll go back to like the same thing and eventually he goes to like the same like area and just makes his way through like the gauntlet of um players. Like, because he yeah. knows exactly what every one of them is going to do before they even do it. <laughs> that's that's good. That's great. I, I I I like how they had that kind of fun with that game or that movie. Um, and it's just it looked really awesome in all the trailers. Um, I I really want to know the story behind the buff buff Reynolds. Uh, the dude, I, or not is the, it, dude. Is it the dude. So Ryan, like like his main character is just guy because in. Yeah. In the game, he is blue shirt guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a character that gets um, introduced near the end who is dude. And it's Ryan Reynolds' face on an actual bodybuilder's body. Yeah. So and I, yeah. I, I saw on the, uh, the the cast list who, that somebody else had to play dude. Yeah, and it, he is an 
like I'll, th- this is like another minor spoiler. He is an incomplete character, so he doesn't have all of his reactions and stuff programmed all the way. So mm-hmm. there are times where his dialogue is just like insert witty banter, and that is what he says because they haven't finished writing his script yet. <laughs> nice, that's great. Yeah, they they really did like. It's not like an Oscar movie or anything like that, but like they did a really good job of having fun with something like this that could have easily just been a very bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works out for like, like it's Ryan Reynolds is just playing Ryan Reynolds like he does in most movies anymore. Um, but like it definitely fits that really well. Yeah. So yeah, worth worth nice. watching for you guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, streaming services, because I mentioned that like two minutes ago. Uh, The Eternals is on Disney Plus now, so I'm gonna finally get to watch it. Oh, cool. Maybe, um, if you watch it between now and next week, uh, we can chat about it a little bit. I, I will watch it between it. Probably Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see, like, I, re- I remember when I saw it, like, it's a good movie. It's just, it's not a great movie, but it had all sorts of promise that I just don't think they quite capitalized on. Yeah, that's what I heard. So... But, like, it's enjoyable. It's just, you know, it should it should have been a Disney Plus series. Like, I still think that. I think a 10-episode or 6-episode, whatever, like, series would have done that show so much more justice than they got out of a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I'm I'm honestly going to agree, and I haven't even seen it yet. And I agree. Yeah. Oh, I cool, feel like, yeah. I feel like a lot of Disney things should just go to series at this point. Um, Like, maybe keep the big events as movies, but, like, I don't, I don't know. Put a lot of stuff just as a series name. We don't we don't need all these movies anymore. Box office, man. No one's going to the movie theaters though. I mean that's Except Spider Man. So everyone wants to see Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that actually just proves the point. But so I don't know if um so have you have you guys seen or heard of the movie um Nightmare Alley? No. So it's a it's a Guillermo del Toro movie, if I remember correctly. And it's got like Bradley Cooper and a bunch of other people in it. Um, it actually lo- it actually looks pretty cool. Um, if you like look it up on like Wikipedia, it's ba- it's listed as a box office failure um, because it came out with very little like anything um, like trailers, like any sort of um, promotion or marketing. It also came out the same fucking day as Spider Man mm. during a pandemic, and it's like, well, what the fuck did you expect to happen? And they it was supposed to come out two weeks earlier. It was supposed to come out like the first week of December. Instead, they delayed it till the same fucking week as Spider-Man and thought it was going to make any money in the box office at all. Like, movies are movies and movie companies are stupid, and it, it was a Disney movie. Like, it was one of Disney's, like, side studios. Um, it was 20th Century Pictures or whatever they've rebranded the Fox Studio to. So, like, they're just... Movies are stupid in the theaters. Like, everything should just go to streaming platforms. Like, let me pay 20 bucks to rent it, and everyone's happy. Let me pay 20 bucks to own it, and everyone's happy. You know, like, I don't... I don't want to pay twenty bucks to rent it. I want to pay twenty bucks and 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 own it. Like I have no problem as, with with a new movie that comes out. Hey, twenty twenty five bucks, and I have access to it as long as that service is up and available. I have no problem with that. That's so, what Disney. That's what Disney Plus did with um uh all of their movies that came to that that went there and and multi, uh, simul release both on Disney Plus and in the theaters. Is you paid your extra money on top of your subscription fee. And that movie was in your uh, queue the entire time until it became free on Disney Plus, And then it was free on Disney Plus, And it's probably always going to be free. Like that's, I'm fine with that. I'm fine paying that extra money 
to see a movie before it's free for everyone else. Yeah, and so I don't like I don't disagree with that at all. I don't think that thing will ever happen because they they're movie studios are greedy. Like they want their money. They'd rather people go to theaters and get COVID than them <laughs> not make their billions of yeah. dollars. Like, because, like, frankly, like, nine times out of ten, the people that are in charge of movie studios, they probably don't even fucking like movies. Um, They probably just sit at home listening to NPR or something stupid like that. But I am okay with, like, the, like, rent this movie for $20, watch it in, like, the comfort and safety of your own home during the first, like, like, 30 days, 60 days, whatever that this is in the theaters for. And then, yeah, like, once it's, once it's hit that point where, like, even if it were in the theater still, it's not making money in the theater still. Let me just buy it for, like, a, a fair price. Like, don't ma- make me wait six months for it to be purchasable. Like, it's not making money anymore. Let me just fucking buy it. And, I mean, you, as much as I agree that it's stupid that it's considered a flop, I mean, I don't really know how it's reviewing. Um, well, <laughs> according on IMDb, I'm looking through this Nightmare Alley, uh, the top review, 7 out of 10, disappointing. 7 out of 10, I was struggling to stay awake. But it's a 7 all, out of 10. But Because IMDb is user reviews, and user reviews are stupid. I know. But like, it, it, look, look, at, look at Amazon reviews sometime, and how many people give things a one star because they fucking ordered the wrong thing, or like the ship, like UPS broke it in delivery, so they rated it a one star because it showed up broken. It's like, that's not the yeah. fucking company's I've, fault, that's UPS. I've seen people rate it one star. Oh, this thing works perfect, and I use it on my every day-to-day life. It's exactly what I wanted, but it came two days late, so this is a one star. Yeah, Um, and then other people give things five stars, and it's like, oh yeah, no, this thing broke after two days, but like the first two days, it worked really well. <laughs> um. <laughs> Nightmare User Alley reviews ro- so bad. Yeah, Rotten Alley or Rotten Alley. Nightmare Alley on Rotten Tomatoes, like like critic scores, two hundred and forty eight reviews. It's at eighty percent. So like critics actually are reviewing it pretty well. Um, audience score is sixty seven percent. So it's it's definitely one of those movies where like your general audience probably isn't enjoying it as much as like critics and people that like really like movies are. But like yeah, I mean we we're talking we talked about review scores for like an hour. Like review scores are dumb, but like. They're a necessary evil, too, for kind of, like, seeing what other people think of a thing before you put your money yeah. into it. So this is this is a remake of a 1947 film, which is a, a screenplay of a 1946 novel. Um, but it's Guillermo del Toro, which means it's going to be weird and creepy and... Um, uh, uh, criticism, according to Wiki, criticism for the runtime was deemed inferior to the 1947 film. Um, but it also, it only made less than $10 million with a $60 million budget. So it is a flop in the sense that it made... It uh, didn't make its budget back. Yeah. 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 It, it, what was, what's that? Like a, a, a seventh of its, of its budget? Yeah. Give or take? Yeah. Made a seventh of its budget? Well, no. It made a 14th because, well, no, there wasn't really a lot of advertising as far as I can think of. But like there, cr- there wasn't, and that, that was that was the complaint. It's it's a box office flop because it didn't make any money because nobody knew what it was when it was coming out, and then they released it the same fucking day as Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it before, and it, it's just I don't know. I don't know if Guillermo del Toro is coming out and like complaining the same way that uh, what's his fucking name did the old man. Uh, <laughs> no, because was- fucking Ridley Scott is an old yeah. man who had to get on a soapbox and be like, "You kids and your Instagram, you millennials." Uh, yeah. 
But apparently, and- sixty million is high for Starlight uh, Productions. Starlight Productions doesn't often do like a high budget film like. Yeah, I mean, like Guillermo del Toro movies tend to be a little bit higher budget because he he does all practical stuff a lot yeah. of times. Um, whereas, like, I think he is used to like his movies not necessarily like making back the money, but like becoming like cult movies. Yeah. Whereas, like Ridley Scott made like two good movies fifty years ago, and still thinks he's a good director. Like yeah. his, uh, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but like his catalog uh, catalogs of movies, in my opinion, are fucking garbage. He mm-hmm. he's made like forty movies, and six of them are decent. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good fucking track record. There, there. I'm sure, like, there are TikTok users that make better fucking movies than that guy does. Mm-hmm. Ugh, fucking old directors, guys. Um, I guess that's probably a show, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we're going to be talking about our book club, which is going to be uh, how do you, Rich? How do you say this? Because I already forget. Uh, uh, Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, or Gamera. Gamera. I'm not really, I'm not really sure myself. Oh, that's I've right, never... you. I've never right. seen a uh, Gamera film or Gamera film. So. I forgot. I forgot that he wasn't like a like a Godzilla. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll find out next week when we watch it, or this week when we watch it, or we won't because they're going to be speaking in Japanese and we might not be able to decipher. I mean, it, they'll say his actual name, like yeah. Oh they, yeah, because in, in in those movies, a lot of times don't they actually like shout the monster's name, like kind of like isolated from everything else? Not not shout it, but they talk about the creature a lot, like. Godzilla, they're always trying to figure out, how do we stop Godzilla? What do we do about Godzilla type stuff? Like, it's not, how do we deal with this threat? It's, how do we deal with this creature that we have now named Godzilla? Or, in this instance, the, the creature that we named uh, Gamera. Probably. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. This is not a um, a Toho movie, so maybe they do it completely differently yeah, and they never yeah. say his name. Um. It's like that um, uh, fucking Cloverfield. You never see the monster. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're going to see the monster. Oh, yeah, no, I, I just, I was using that as like a, like, they won't say the name and we'll never see the monster. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess other than that, though, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the fun places. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on official social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And if you missed it earlier this week, on Monday, the sixth episode of Bonus Action went up, where I remember it involves salt. It's, it's, <laughs> it's called the Salt Endeavor. Thank you. That's, That's all you what need. It is. That's all you need. And yeah, the, the next one of those will go up uh, not next Monday, but the following Monday. Or you can back us on Patreon and get them Fridays. Yes, please do. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.